This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. For all the big developments, uh, let's go to former Speaker Newt Gingrich. Uh, Newt, we love having you here on the show, Mr. Speaker. Uh, first, your thoughts. Um, I, I want to get your take on, on these protests. Uh, because to me, it's disgusting when I see these protesters out there on the streets of the United States that are pro-Hamas. And there are a number of people who can say, deport some of these foreign students. They're, they're, they're staying here at the pleasure of America, and they're threatening terrorism. Well, remember, we're talking, I, I, they're not pro-Hamas, they're pro-terrorist. And I think every time we start to say the word Hamas, we should replace it with the word terrorist. Uh, and we should remember that these terrorists have killed at least 32 Americans, have a number of Americans hostage, we also have to remember that the ultimate backers of the terrorists, Iran, has apparently uh, sponsored at least 14 different attacks on Americans in the last two weeks around Syria and Iraq. Uh, and I think we should deal with this exactly as we did with the Soviet Union in the Cold War. Uh, any, any, anyone who is demonstrating who is here on a green card or a student visa should be deported. Anyone who's here demonstrating who's here illegally should be deported. Uh, anyone who threatens uh, Jewish citizens, such as the students who were threatened at the library yesterday, uh, should be charged with a hate crime. Uh, and we should, you know, why, why is it that the FBI can go after parents, they can go after right-to-life Catholics? Uh, somehow they have, they have their values and their structure totally distorted. And why is it that the Biden administration can't come out bluntly and condemn this kind of behavior? And also... Why is it that the Biden administration hasn't hit Iran? I mean, Iran has been trying to kill Americans for two weeks. And other than pious statements from Secretary Blinken and and President Biden, we've seen no action that would in any way cause the Iranians pain. Nobody understands it. Nobody understands why we're not reacting and just allowing them to to abuse our soldiers and, and to attack us. And telling Israel to basically wait two at the same time. You know, I mean, this is crazy. Well, I, I think what you have is, of course, we, we know that there are Iranian agents in the State Department and in the Defense Department. We know that the top negotiator with Iran was an Iranian agent under both Obama and Biden. Uh, we know that, that there is a wing of the Democratic Party that's pro-terrorist. You'll notice that there were nine votes against a resolution that Israel should be able to defend itself. Uh, all nine votes are Democrats who are pro-terrorist. Uh, and I think we just have to call them out and be blunt and direct about it. Uh, and uh, I think that this is a real defi- defining line for the country. Mr. Speaker, it's Tony Carbonetti. How are you? Um, uh, again, our, our military is not saying to the White House, hey, we're being targeted in you know a number of places now. We want to hit a Iranian military target. We need to show them that you can't take shots at our guys and not have any retaliation. How is the military not doing that? Well, I think they are. 
I don't know. I think to no answer. I think the, the military. I think the military is very frustrated. I think that they 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 have realized that they have they they either have a president who is pro Iranian or a president who's so weak that it doesn't matter, and they have a secretary of state who is so totally wrong about how the world works that it's frightening. Um, I remember but, hearing John McCain say that. But and by the way, you've got. There are a lot of things you can do uh, that don't involve putting American troops on the ground. You could you could go. We have such total naval dominance. You could scoop up every Iranian ship carrying oil. I, I agree. I don't want to put troops on the ground. I want to strike you know, a military target every time they strike our guys. Well, and and we have. I think one of the carrier battle groups has over eight hundred Tomahawk missiles. So you could literally say every time you fire, every time anything is fired in American. We're hitting an Iranian military target. Exactly. But but new, again, you're I saying this. I wouldn't. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't worry about. Uh, I wouldn't worry about Hezbollah. I'd go. I would tell the Iranians, if you don't control your puppets. We're coming for you. We're not coming for them. But Newt, you, I, I, I agree with you, and I agree with you and Tony. But this is coming from an administration. I was watching the press briefing today, and all you hear is "don't." The president keeps saying don't. He, this guy won't. This president, as you know, he isn't even enforcing the sanctions that are on the books with oil sales. How do you think Iran is making? We were just talking about it. $2 billion a week on oil sales. That's funding right. the Houthis. It's funding Hezbollah. It's funding Hamas. I mean, we don't even enforce sanctions. How are you going to take military action? They're not even doing baby steps. Well, I, I, I think they're at a real crossroads. For some reason... Obama had this this idea that we could somehow turn Iran into an ally. And they were willing to overlook everything to try to make this fantasy come true. And and Biden picked up the same fantasy. Uh, and that's what it is. It's a fantasy. It's not going to happen. Uh, you know, when people chant death to Israel and death to America, as a historian, I, I want to warn them. Usually when fanatics chant something like that, they mean it. Mr. Speaker, it's Judge Richard Weinberg, sir. Good to talk to you again. What about what I call the delusion of a two-state solution? How are you going to have a two-state solution when they're dedicated to wiping Israel off the map and wiping off any Jewish presence off in the Middle East? Well, I think I think you have to break the capacity to fight um, in terms of the terrorists. And that means you've got to be prepared to go in and ultimately impose uh, sufficient policing powers uh, to, to stop them. You know, we, we arrested an amazing number of people in Nazi Germany in the first year after the war. I mean, we, we were very determined to break the back of Nazism, and we did. Uh, and I think you have a similar situation here. Uh, they, have, they have been running schools that teach anti-Semitism. They've been running schools that teach killing Jews. Uh, they've had reward systems and we shouldn't give a penny to a Palestinian authority, which is giving money out to suicide bombers' families. I mean, this whole notion, we, we have tolerated the intolerable, and as a result, of course, is it just gets worse. Yeah, we keep sending money there. Um, we are speaking to uh, former Speaker Newt Gingrich. Uh, Governor David Patterson, you've got a question for him. Mr. Speaker, I was wondering how long you think we have to get our act together before it will actually be too late. In other words, it's really getting to a point which is so dangerous that we may wake up one day and someone's attacking us this way. Look, I, I think we are already in a crisis. I, 
I think this is as bad as 1938 or 1939, uh, between Russia attacking Ukraine, uh, Iran attacking uh through its various puppets, uh, the Chinese uh, trying to push uh, the Philippines and trying to push uh, Taiwan. Uh, I, I think people really underestimate how dangerous the world has become. And of course, you have an administration which is both ideologically crazy uh, and has a president who is, uh, on a good day, not not very strong in terms of cognitive ability. And uh, I mean, I, I think it's you know we don't have a commander in chief; we have sort of a mumbler in chief. And I, I think most of the world has now taken his measure and concluded that he's a paper tiger. It doesn't do you any good to send two nuclear carrier battle groups to the eastern Mediterranean if they're just going to be a postcard. If you're not prepared to use them, you actually look weaker for having sent and them. And God forbid one of them takes a hit. Well, that's right. And it's, it's possible, although I think against uh, – the Iranian quality opponents, we're probably pretty good at protecting ourselves. I agree with but that. I think, you know, but I think we should be prepared to, to cause so much pain to the Iranian dictatorship that they decide for a generation not to try to push us around. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I'm shaking my head because I'm sitting here thinking, as you are, Newt Gingrich, at this president who just doesn't even articulate uh, that strength, let alone enforce it. You know, I mean, it's, it is a scary premise. This, this man makes Neville Chamberlain look like a tough guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the governor's laughing there. Oh, wow. wow. We're in tough situation. Well, Newt Gingrich, thank you so much, Mr. Speaker. We love having Very you on. Talking. Thank you.